Hello, this is James Grumman with Decentralized.media on another episode of Unrestricted Warfare. And yeah, we're going we're to talk about the warfare, the warfare on human health, the cancer charade, right? There's there's no real standard of care. They, they do the usual what? Chemo, radiation, um, you, go, you go down a list, you know, cut off body parts, whatever they do, surgeries. It is an ugly list. It's shortened lives. And now, we, of course, we got the new thing called turbo cancers, which, no, it didn't come from COVID. Sorry. It came from the bioweapons called COVID vaccines. That's where turbo cancer came from. And by the way, that was nicknamed or named by the British doctors in, in summer 2021. So only six months into the vaccine rollout, there already came a name for the turbo cancers out there. Well, today is Mega Smith MS, and we're she and I are going to dive into her two movies, A New Standard of Care and Boobs Doc, not what you think. It's an interesting one on breast cancer. And we'll talk about all the stuff that's related to cancer, turbo cancer, and COVID for the last four years. But I'm first going to play a video for you on what? On U.S. spending $1 billion in 2010 on plastic coffins. I kid you not. Here we go. have this poster that exposes every conspiracy theory on the planet. Today, we will decode the truth of the infamous black plastic coffins designed for the end times. These black plastic coffins aren't just your regular black plastic coffins. These large caskets are actually designed for your remains. In 2010, the U.S. government decided to purchase $1 billion worth of disposable containers. Actually, according to U.S. patent number 5425163, it is called a cremation container. Obviously, mainstream media will deny this in every way. On this patent, it specifically states, and I quote, coffins or funeral urns specially adapted to be cremated. Give me one reason why it would be necessary for the U.S. to purchase $1 billion worth of disposable funeral urns. And he says they're, they're uh, disposable coffins. There are an infinite number of things you can buy with $1 billion. You could feed the homeless. You could donate to charity. Hell, you could even give it out for free. So why on God's green earth would they spend that money on coffins? This is financed by the same uh, climate hoax people. You know, the ones that are concerned about CO2 and, and, and smog going in the air. Well, well, why would you burn a billion dollars worth of plastic containers oh unless you want to hide a crime a great reset crime and if you think this is a conspiracy it's a fact and there's other facts like when president obama in his second term did what oh he ordered 30,000 30,000 electronic guillotines what for well uh, to pick up resistors like myself bring them to fema camps that was the story right and other other quarantine camps like the ones that are up in new york state that's oh a law now oh wait you're kidding me. It's not conspiracy. No, it's real. So I had Bobby Ann Cox and Senator uh, Borrello on my show uh, you know, in mid-January discussing the quarantine camps and the insane legislation that's up in New York State. And they're, they're trying to bring it around the rest of the country. So this is real. Let me get into today's PowerPoint deck. We'll, we'll talk about Megan Smith and her two movies, and then we'll bring her on. So this episode is called A New Standard of Care Movie. It's a documentary, and it looks pretty interesting. Episode 37, Megan Smith, MS. 
This is yours truly. You can find me either on Unrestricted Warfare or Beyond the Bible every other day. And you can find us on Red on Rumble.com, Red Pill Project for now. We'll eventually go to decentralized media when the time comes. So backing up the container story. No, not the container story. Oh, the coffin story. Oh, look, here's an here's a government code, not my code, not your code, government code. ICD-9 code E978 legal execution. I didn't write this code. Did you write this code? No. Our government did this. Now, why would they want a diagnosis to legally execute somebody? You know, this is not the remdesivir protocol. That's the Fauci protocol in the hospitals. No, no, this is different. The ICD-9 and 10 gems are used to facilitate linking between the diagnosis codes in ICD-9-CM and the new ICD-10-CM code set. The gems are raw material from which providers, health information vendors, and payers can derive specifically applied mappings to meet their needs. Essentially, this is a code to execute Americans. And it doesn't talk about what type of Americans, doesn't talk about age, gender, race, anything. It just talks about legally executing Americans. Now, why would the government want that? I thought I thought we were against euthanasia as a nation, but apparently the government has other ideas. And that ties into the coffins, ties into elect electronic guillotines. It's just a form of payment for whoever carries out this task if, if we ever got there. And everyone's denying these things don't exist, but they all do. But as a father of an autistic vaccinated kid, let me just show you the autism rate, which, which has actually been brought on by the vaccines. They go hand in hand. If you put a put a chart up like this one showing the autism rates, you know, going skyward and the number of vaccines in 83 going to now 90, 90 in your first 18 years in 2024, they go hand in hand. The two charts, I've done this before, they overlap each other. Very simple. But here I've simply shown you, so the autism rate in 1970 was one in 10,000, but the MMR vaccine came in right before, right about 78 or so. Suddenly, with the DTP and other vaccines, it became one in 2,500. After the CARES Act of 86, and then new vaccines come in, of course, that number jumped five times up to one in 500 in 95. By the time my son was born in, in 2000, he was diagnosed with a regressive form at three. He fits in the one in 500 category. Uh, towards later on in the decade, you end up with one in 10. One in 10, one in 110, excuse me. Then it's one in 68. Then it's one in 45. And right before COVID, it was one in 36. And now the numbers are, are as close as one in 20. One out of 20. They actually, as far as the CDC, the COVID death cult, they actually want to go to one in two. This is the plan. I mean, because 99.99% .99 of these autistic children are never going to reproduce. So this is another way to, to what? Crush reproduction. Right. And if you think fertility rates and reproduction rates and sperm counts, all the other stuff that go in and all the miscarriages from the COVID vaccines and all the abortion, bring all this stuff together. There's a sharp birth decline for some reason. Well, it's it's not too hard to figure out. All the evidence is out in the public. You just have to open your eyes and accept what's going on. <laughs> so this is the boobs doc. And um, Megan, before I bring you on screen, please talk about this movie. I do see my old friend, the late Dr. Tony Bark. She is wonderful. Go ahead. 
So this was my first film on breast cancer screening. And first I go through what mammography is doing to women's breasts. And then I talk about a better way, which would be ultrasound coupled with thermography, which was brought to my attention by the late, great Ben Johnson, who's on the screen and Galena Magalco, they're also on screen. Yeah, and we're gonna play a trailer for that in a, in a moment. So this is your new movie. Let's talk about that at a high, very high level, new standard of care, alternative cancer therapies. We actually need this in this day and age. Go ahead. So this this film was my first film that I started and I had I finished it after my second film because of a, bunch, a number of things. But um, it was dedicated to my husband who passed of lung cancer in 2009. And I had chronic Lyme disease in 2007 and I cured myself using alternatives. And I tried to convince my husband to go that direction and he followed the white coat instead. And he was gone within six months after diagnosis. Wow. I'm real. I'm, hey, I'm very sorry to hear that. Do you live up in New England by any chance? Uh, Washington, D.C. area. Okay. Yeah, Lyme disease is spread around since the mid-70s when it was first discovered. Just, just right. right. So we know that. Okay. Um, this is you. And let me talk about, uh, let me let me read a little bit about your movie here. Megan Smith, MS, just released her second documentary film, A New Standard of Care, Alternative Cancer Therapies which dares to discuss methods of healing cancer that big pharma and even big governments don't want you to know about. It is a comprehensive film looking at today's standard of care, non-conventional clinics, therapies, and doctors, and why aren't they being used? That's the question. The, the film made with the objective of leaving patients fully informed and filled with hope instead of fear, covers the most viable and successful non-conventional therapies through a number of reputable international physicians. It tackles subjects such as detoxification of the body and mind, proven cancer-fighting therapeutics, and many other life-saving tactics used to overcome cancer. And now let's bring on Megan Smith. Great to see you. Thank you for having me on, James. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Should we play the your documentary trailer for Boobs Doc and then get into it? Sure. Okay, let's go there. Mammography is a suboptimal test. A hospital spends a million dollars on this mammogram machine, so they want their return on their investment. Mammogram can miss up to 40 to 60% of breast cancer. It misses cancers that we wish it would find. Half of all cancers that actually exist. It finds some cancers that we call overdiagnosis cancers. From a mammogram, they, they found calcification and said I had DCIS. So then I had the mastectomy. Radiology and radiation, you know, that it, it comes with a price. I work together with the radiologists, uh, and I saw how often the results were wrong. We know that mammograms don't work. The information has not been full and fully disclosed. There's massive disinformation campaigns. The drug companies actually hire writers to create disinformation. A lot of the the research data, a lot of the professional articles have been manipulated for the sake of money. Years ago, mammography was not regulated. The FDA stepped in and set guidelines. If we know that an FDA guy now 
is one of the corporate people over on one some drug company's board, what is that telling you? It's telling you a lot. The docs are being paid by the pharmaceutical companies, so it's just absolute conflict of interest. Why do we need to radiate women first and then we do a more accurate test? That's why all these, what all these docs hide behind. It's not the standard protocol. They are covered from a lawsuit. That's why we have people doing tests that aren't needed and um, you know, covering all their bases. We believe that patients are supposed to have a choice. It's my body, it's my health, it's my life. I don't look at myself because it's so ugly, but it's done, so there we go. We need better tests. We need a better test. Powerful. Thank you. What was the inspiration behind making a movie such as Boobs Doc? Go ahead. So I started out with my a new standard of care and then about I started to realize that 10 minutes of my 90 minute film were on mammograms. So obviously that really was bothering me. And I also felt like it might be something that I might be able to change the paradigm because it's a lot easier changing breast cancer screening than the whole labyrinth of um, alternative cancer therapies um, integration. So I spun it out into a short and then it got picked up by a distributor, Cinema Libra, who did also did the Vaxxed movie. Yeah. And so I went off on that tangent for a couple of years and then I came back and finished up the film, A New Standard of Care. <laughs> that, 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 that is really interesting. Yeah, we're, we're learning a lot. I think COVID, COVID has been a blessing in disguise, part of it. We are losing a lot of people. A lot of people are dying. Uh, they're, they're dying in different stages, right? They're dying with a vaccine-induced AIDS, as Dr. Judy Mikovits and the late Luke Montier have, have called it, right? They're, they're dying of turbo cancers, which is the British doctor's name in that. And what, what, what exactly is, is turbo cancer? Well, it's not being diagnosed in, in two or three stage, but in, in the final four. And it's super aggressive when you finally discover it. And oh, by the way, you don't have six months to live, you have six weeks to live. And this is happening to younger and younger people. I mean, I grew up, I, I've never heard people getting, you know, I've, I've had a friend who died of leukemia, you know, back in high school, 12 years old, right? That, that, that stuff happens, right? Occasionally. But now, now you're seeing it throughout from like a, a teenager all the way up through, through the 45. And it's like, where does this come from? Right. And, th and then you, 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 you throw in myocarditis. Never, you know, the average citizen like myself have never, and I've been in the autism world for 20 years. I never heard the word myocarditis ever. I, I, before 2020, you know, it wasn't part of my vernacular. Now it's like you hear it every day. Right. And, and like, so what is your response to these vaccines doing all of this damage on top of everything you found before COVID. Go ahead. Well, I just noticed when they started to roll out the vaccine that about six six friends of mine had undergone some kind of weird two two to three weeks after the vaccines, they had been injured, either cardiac or neurological. Mm -hmm. And now I've got seven people I know in stage four cancers and three of them are brain cancers. Yep. glioblastoma which is the most aggressive kind and i I've, I've never i'd never even met anybody who had gbm before yeah. this i mean so it's hard i think people are starting to realize you know plus they're you know they're not getting the um the boosters so they're starting to wise up they're starting to see you know like i think we're i'm putting enough of this into my body so the common sense is finally kicking in yeah common sense and i finally read a really 
heartwarming statistic, right? Uh, people in, in you know the the elderly in in in, in, in care homes, right? They uh, sixty two percent are now rejecting all vaccines, mm. especially wow. COVID boosters. They're not taking them. Sixty. I mean, that is more than half. That's a very big number. And so now the entire the, the public sentiment's changing, but it's changing in like you never think uh, you know care homes they they'd actually for the elderly that actually be doing that, but that's exactly what's happening. So even their understanding, I guess, through their children or whatever, they're, they're learning the truth and it's fascinating. Yeah. And I, this whole RSV thing, all of a sudden affecting, affecting adults to the point where we're supposed to be getting vaccinated for that. I mean, what, where did that come from? Is it a spinoff of COVID? Why did it all of a sudden flourish like that? My sister actually was diagnosed with that about a month ago. And yeah, like, well, there, there, there's some there's some doctors like Dr. Robert Young, who, who's a frequent uh, guest on my show on, you know, basically every month. He, he's he's the terrain uh, specialist talking about, you know, some of your treatments in the sense that it's your it's your inner well-being that matters. Right. It's your immune system. It's your pH balance. It is detoxifying your body of all the stuff. Right. I'm, I'm with you. I've got a vaccine. autistic son. I've gone through detoxes liver last year. Recently, his gut, I'm going back to detox his liver this spring. I got other treatments coming for him. It's a gradual process for children like that because they, they, I think, lack certain enzymes or or they've been shut down. And certainly glutathione is, is not so prevalent in him. So he's been unable to cleanse a lot of the metals that, are, that have gone into the brain barrier. So, you know, it's been a challenge that way on my end. But we'll get into your therapies in a second. I just, I'm just like kind of blown away RSV, disease X, all of this is, what is it? Is it really a virus? Do viruses even exist when you can't isolate them, right? And even Dr. Luc Montier on his deathbed basically said he never isolated HIV, which which is fascinating. Or are we just dealing with toxins? I mean, you know, which, which and your, your cells being irradiated and your cells break down and they create exosomes or basically waste inside your body. And so there's the whole thing there. So what is RSV? RSV is what? It's just another psyop, more or less. But people are getting sick. So I'm wondering if there's any, like, you know, a, a synthetic spike protein made on a RNA fragment that's nano-sized, and they just spray it in certain cities, and people get sick. I don't, I don't know what to say, but it's interesting. Yeah, and if you, if you talk to any urgent care doc or any ER doc, they'll say there's a lot of weird viruses slash whatever, and yep. can't figure out what's going on. I think that's fascinating. And started with COVID. No, it it, it really did. And, and of course, uh, you know, Russia discovered 46 biolabs in Ukraine that are all run by the U.S. DOD and NATO. And and, and U.S. DOD came out flat out lied. You, you know, the same DOD that bought the billion dollars worth of plastic and, uh, coffins, uh, you know, 14 years ago. Well, Two years ago, they, they admitted we, you know, we there are no biolabs in Ukraine. And then eventually Russia, you know, started exposing some documents. Okay, we have eight of them. And then a month later it was 16. And eventually got to 28. We had no more than 28. Promise. Eventually they came out and they actually for the first time admitted we have 46 biolabs in Ukraine. We got biolabs in Ethiopia, we got biolabs in Indonesia. Taiwan supposedly has 70, 70 biolabs. So we've been gaslit by the public to believe that Taiwan's a good guy and China's a bad guy. I understand. The, the insanity of communist China. But at the same time, if we got weaponized biolabs that will be used against humanity in Taiwan, yeah, China go in, destroy, destroy, you know, they're not going to destroy Taiwan. They want the infrastructure, but certainly take out the biolabs. That's, that's where I stand. I stand for truth. It's not going to end well. 
for anybody, I don't think. Um, Lyme disease on that same note. Yep. What you know, Lyme, Connecticut is like an hour as the crow flies across the bay to Plum Island, which is right. a bio yeah, research lab. So yeah, I mean, again, common sense, folks. <laughs> common yeah, sense. No, my, my 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 parents had a summer home in the 1960s uh, on Shelter Island, which is you know, stone throw away a ferry ferry ride over to Plum Island. So I, I've been I've never been on Plum Island, but I've, I've you know, I've been to Orient Point many, many times, taking the ferry, taking boats out there. And they they shut down Plum Island, I think, three or four years ago, and they, they moved Plum Island facility, the biolab, to Kansas, of course, next to a cattle ranch, of course. So I guess they come up with some kind of, uh, you know, a cattle prion disease or something, whatever they're working on. It's just it's just amazing. It never stops. Yeah, it's it's scary. I wish the whole bio warfare thing would go away, but unfortunately, I think we're stuck with it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and so so Lyme disease going back. Lyme connected is east of New Haven to give give uh, the audience a reference, and west of of New London's in between. And it's you know from Plum Island across to New London Harbor is, is eight or ten miles, not far at all. Right, you Olympic swimmer can do it. Uh, yeah, when I got, when I got chronic Lyme disease, I I um. I actually, the Washington Post let me do an article. I called them up and said, are you guys, are you guys paying attention to what's going on here with this disease? This is back in 2007. Wow. So they let me write an article on the inaccuracy of Lyme disease testing, which had never been written anywhere. I think maybe the New York Times, you know, touched on it. I'm not sure. Yep. And also more importantly, that they wouldn't, they wouldn't pick up the story. So I did it for my local paper. And that was the underreporting of Lyme incidents because the doctors had no idea how prevalent it was. My doctor is telling me it doesn't, it didn't exist in Virginia. And I said, how come my dogs were both diagnosed with it? <laughs> so it went from there, but it went from there. So how did you treat yourself for Lyme? Let's start there. Then we'll get into your, your new movie. So this is an important machine for people to understand. And the only reason I'm coming out of the closet, so to speak, is because um, Alex Berenson, you probably know that name. He was yes, a former yeah, New York Times writer. Um, he wrote about, uh, no, sorry, not him. I'm sorry. Whoops. I'm conflating <laughs> stories. No we love you, Alex. Um, Keep, go ahead, Meg. Yeah. So there was a New York Times um, uh, writer who wrote about his own chronic Lyme. And he reversed it with a Rife machine, R-I-F-E, yep. which was invented by Dr. Raymond Royal Rife, a brilliant researcher and medical doctor. And so electronic medicine um, came out of Russia and Germany, which Great is, disease. yeah, exactly. And it kills any virus, bacterium, uh, mold or fungus. And, um, and it, it, can detox the it can detox the body. And I tried it on my son, so letting the audience know, I tried it on my son uh, last July and for him, it's it's not the right because it, it took a lot of the metals all at once into his brain and it sets the brain inflamed. Mm. He kind of goes into a, mm. you know, a, a fit of rage, blind rage. And, and then like we have to give him saffron and other stuff to calm him down. And then I realized I couldn't use that machine anymore on him. But other technology I could keep going. Yeah, you have to go low and slow. It took me a year and a half to get rid of the chronic Lyme and all of the associated co-infections. But I also watched my friend's squamous cell that was a big squamous cell on his leg yep. disappear. And that took a, you know about six months or so. So it's it's real. It works. I'm totally convinced of it. But my, my husband didn't understand the technology and he was using it for about three days and it cleared up his lungs from his lung cancer. But he said, Megan, I don't, I don't understand this. I've got, I got to follow the white coat. I got to do what my doctor says. Oh, okay. I really that. Yeah. 
It's hard to convince people. If they don't. I, I, I know it worked because it detoxed my my son in one one sitting. He was he was on the bed too long, not mm -hmm. not low and slow, and it absolutely worked. And I'm like, well, but I can't do it that way. That you know, I'm not going to have my son's brain inflamed all the time. That's never going to work. Mm -hmm. It's not conducive to anything. But you're right; it does work. I'm, I'm going to sit there and say that. And there's other technologies out there that are finally. Like hyperbaric medicine was was attacked in in the 1920s because it was it worked, right? And any in John D. Rockefeller's most famous quote is "Competition's a sin." Hold on, I thought you're a free market capitalist. Oh, you're not. You're a monopolist. Oh, I get it. So any competition you want to kill off, and that's what we've been dealing with is synthetic petroleum based Rockefeller medicine uh, paradigm we've been living in the last hundred years. But this is this is going to blow up on them, in my opinion. Yeah, FDA, anytime they start to take something off the market, whether it's a supplement or some medicine, I know that it must work. <laughs> it's a telltaling sign, you know? Um, so, and what they do is, I think, is they take, they know it works, so they take it off the market, then they go hunker down in their laboratories and they take chemicals, like you said, oil, you know, oil derivatives, yeah. and they try and recreate if it's a chemical, a drug or Re something. Recreate what that does, right? But make sure that it, it doesn't cure you. You know, I want to keep make you feel better, so you keep taking a drug for life, right? This 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 is the cradle grave, uh, you know, business model for for big pharma always has been, and it's also to get the patents, yeah. right? That's how they make their money. It's, it's got to be synthetic; it cannot be natural, right? I talked to Brian Hooker about this, who's in the yep. back film, and he's in my film, by the way, the second film, and yep. he said it it twists a bond whenever you take something that's synthetic; the body doesn't it doesn't recognize it the same way. You can't recreate something natural. It, the bond will twist and then the body sees it as a foreign something. So you're going to get a side effect from it. So that's why natural is better, but you can't make money off of it if it's natural. Yeah, well, I, I, I think there's going to be a point in time this year. This is just my belief. I know it should have happened last year, but it's not. But when it happens, we're going to have this mass shock awake effect of, of people who've been vaccinated. And even the ones who've been uh, transfected who are unvaxxed but but injured by these bioweapons and when they realize they've all been poisoned and then there's a financial market crash a black swan and when that happens and then when when the, the wars pick up uh i when they escalate the wars around the world when they escalate this year i think you're eventually going to see the masses realize the same groups of people that are war 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 that are big pharma big pharma big pharma poisoning Right. And then control the financially when they see the same 300 people or shadow government on top, it's game over for big everything, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think they 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 overstepped with this mRNA thing. And I yep. think it's coming back to bite them in the rear end. And I think it's going to whiplash, like you said. And I don't think they know how it's going to whiplash because this thing is going to I mean, I don't think anybody like you said, it's, they're not going to escape injury because the. COVID itself is highly inflammatory. I've I've had an, it a number of times. I got pneumonia once. Yeah, um, it, it is highly inflammatory. But I got a uh, genetic gene pair through my grandfather, who was, I guess, a, a Jewish Kazarian out of Norway, no, no less. His name's his first name's Abraham Oddfjell. It was a ship ship shipping dynasty he created with his two brothers way back in early 1900s. So I got the genetic gene pair that Dr. Lee Merritt. That that's K2 as an amount, K26R. And if you go back and research it, you'll see in 2005, it was discovered to inhibit SARS. 
Well, what's what's mm -hmm. COVID? Oh, COVID, SARS-CoV-2, please. So mm -hmm. it inhibits. So wouldn't, of course, the globalists that are basically Kazarian or Canaanite or Babylon, whatever you want to call them, right, especially the Northern European ones, well, they are obviously born with this gene marker that actually protects them from getting spike proteins. They can they get shed on all day and it goes through the body. And I had all my Democrat friends in New York City. I love them all. They shed it all over me. They're all freshly. I saw them, nothing bothered. I never wore a mask. I never got a sniffle. I never got a sniffle living in New York City. So wow. I have what Bill Gates, Fauci, Klaus Schwab, what, what those people have. I actually have a natural antidote where a lot, most people don't. That's fantastic. I'd heard this theory, but I'd never heard it boiled down to that. So lucky for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it is lucky, I guess. It, it's just weird. You know, you think I'm a pure Norwegian and I find I'm not quite as pure as people think I am just because I have platinum, be the, platinum be blonde hair one. as a kid, you know, whatever. <laughs> we'll be the last one standing. <laughs> yeah, so I, I got what they have and it's, it's, I, I don't like the company I'm with, but, you know, whatever, I'll take it. <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. So let's talk about cancer. What, you know, what is, what has been your exposure to cancer throughout your life? Cause like I said, I've had lost a, a, a friend at 12 years old, Matt, Matthew Thornton, I'll say his name. Uh, he had, you know, cancer Bronxville, Bronxville junior high school. Never, he never showed up for seventh grade. And eventually we, we would learn literally he died. And then the parents were so distraught. We, we would have literally his memorial service for the kids. Like, like six months later, he just, he just, he wasn't there. Matthew Thornton's name kept being read in like, in September for a new, new school year and for, for three weeks in a row. And eventually the, the teacher learned that he was gone. It was, it, it was very sad. And there's been others along the way. I dated a girl in Philadelphia. Her, she had twin brothers, younger twin brothers, and one of them died at nine years old for leukemia. But again, these, these were like, you hear about this once in a while. You didn't hear about it. But today, soft tissue cancer was exploding in the 1990s, right? And that includes breast cancer. And that includes other soft tissue cancers. And I lost a older brother to NHL, right? Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He was the alpha male in the family, brother Tom. And my sister, Annie, she had colon cancers and stuff. But so what has been your exposure to cancer? And when do you notice it was kind of like getting out of control? And this is obviously before COVID. Go ahead. My my father's a three-time cancer survivor. He tells his story in the film. Um, he had prostate cancer at age 70. They radiated the patootie out of him. And 20 years later, he developed chronic lymph uh, lymphomatic leukemia, CLL, which is an old person's um, leukemia. However, when I talked to the American Cancer Society and I said, what do you think about this possibility that the radiation, which you know affects your bones, yep. effect, created this leukemia 20 years later? And he said, absolutely, it's a possibility. So my dad had to, under, at age 90, had to have a chemotherapy. Luckily, his oncologist was good. He didn't kill him. And he's had a number of skin cancers, but he's still around at age 99. Wow. But um, yeah, otherwise I haven't had that much cancer in the family. Um, I've had some skin cancers and stuff, but mostly it's just my friends and of late, just tons of people, all kinds of cancers, all kinds. And it's, right. you know, you, you can't, you know, they say it's because we didn't go get our screening during COVID. And I'm, I'm just maybe that part of that, you know, fun. but not yeah it's just it's too it doesn't make any sense you can't <laughs> no way i don't believe it <laughs> no I, I don't believe it that that is that's nonsense no question about it so talk about the movie and this is focused primarily on on breast cancer so, so talk about the things that that you believe might contribute to breast cancer which is too many screenings or too much radiation go ahead 
So you can get you can get uh, cancers from your lifestyle. You know, the the air we have, the water, the you know, food we eat's got got stuff in it. Um, but mostly it's from, um, women get, you know, mammograms every year, starting at age 35 and that radiation amount, they're saying it's the same as flying over the United States in a plane. Well, I called up a Columbia university. Yeah. (laughs) He said, no, that's not right. They're talking about scattered radiation, not absorbed dose going into the breast. That's much, much higher. (laughs) I don't know why they're talking about absorbed dose. So every time a doctor says, no, no, it's low dose blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, they know CAT scans are high. They do, they do have that down, but there's other things that are really high that they aren't couching as being high. And all, you know, all these radiation terms are relative. It's all based on what they extrapolated from, you know, when we dropped the bomb. And so anyway, women are getting a lot more radiation and they, the the denser your breasts are, know that the, the more the radiation is being absorbed by your Breast te- your, your breast tissue, which is the most radiation sensitive tissue in the body. So it makes no sense to be radiating this stuff. I had to dig and dig to find that out. And radiologists, I don't think they understand this. I, you know, they know how to read that. They know how to push the button and start the test and read the charts, but I don't, they don't understand radiation. When I really talk to them, they don't have a clue. It's the radiation physicists that understand it. So there's a That's disconnect there. Interesting. But, you know, on your two minute trail, I did show calcium as opposed to cancer on one of those uh i guess ma- ma- mammogram screenings right on the charts right so that's a ductal carcinoma in situ represents 25 percent of breast cancers and you can only find it they didn't even know about this beast until they saw it on a mammogram and they realized it was it was calcium deposits so when they see that they know that there might be a precancer in the breast and it's they've deemed it a stage zero because they ran out of the stages and they say that it's ductal carcinoma in situ, even though it's a precancer. And women hear the word carcinoma, so they run and get a, a prophylactic mastectomy, which is what Angelina Jolie did, and tons of other women. My friend in the film who had a double mastectomy. It, it's totally crazy. Right, and now the literature is starting to say, wait a minute, maybe we should be doing watch and wait like we do with stage zero testicular cancer. They just do watch and wait. They don't take out the off the testes. So. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a it's a little hard. It's a little hardcore. There are there are no question about cancer being hereditary. No question about that. Certain types of cancers and certain family lines that are that are, right. But the amount of cancers that, that are coming out. This is before COVID. We're going up from 1990 on, and people start to relate that to vaccines. Yeah, vaccines, there's there's not that... tissue cancer. Go... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's there's where people are looking many... at. Not as many of the, I learned this um, from reading and also talking American cancer, not that many are genetic, like BRCA, there's a BRCA gene that women have. So that one's definitely hereditary, but most cancers are not hereditary. So when they ask you, do you have it in your family? It generally doesn't mean anything. (laughs) So um, like like I lost a a cousin from prostate cancer at 72 and his father, 73, died of prostate cancer as well. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe there is some truth to it and they don't, they haven't figured it out yet. I don't know, but yeah, whatever. I mean, it's, yeah. it's interesting. And BRCA is for breast cancer. Is that, that correct? The marker? Yeah, that's the, that's the gene that, um, or di- that you don't have. The BRCA gene is one of the genes yeah. that are responsible for repairing DNA. And that's the one that Angelina Jolie had scared the patootie out of her and she had all those surgeries. 
but um, that's just one of them. You know, they, there's a number of genes that repair DNA, but what they do is they say, oh, you have the BRCA gene. Now we're going to radiate you twice a year, which is exactly opposite of what they should be doing. It's more radiation. They don't have that gene to help them, you know, repair the DNA. So again, we're doing, you know, they give cancer patients radiation and chemotherapy. Both of those by themselves are carcinogenic. So of course, if their cancer doesn't come back just because it, it comes back, it's going to come back because of the treatment. So we're doing everything totally opposite of what we should be doing. Correct. And you know, I don't know, what does it, it really do if they're diagnosing it, right? I mean, and, it, and the diagnosis is not accurate, correct, on the testing? There's a lot of pathology I thought was always about 100%. It's nowhere close to 100%. If you one pathologist can look at a slide and say it's this, the other one looks at it and says, no, it's totally different. I know people have been misdiagnosed. They go in for a second opinion. For, make sure you go in for a second opinion because sometimes they don't have cancer at all and they don't catch it. They're going down the road of radiation chemo and then they will get cancer years later. So again, it's just, it's scary. The whole system, the way we have it set up is just wrong. So, so what are the alternative treatments to, to these problems, right? So detoxing is one part of it. Go ahead and explain the detoxing and mention other, other things that might help people do things more natural way than, than going big pharma, big medicine. Go ahead. So the, um, what the doctors explained to me is just succinctly is cancer loves sugar and hates oxygen. So if you can remember that, if you do get cancer, even before you go in for therapies, there's things you can do. Yeah. So, so you talk about hyperbaric oxygen tank therapy, uh, 100% oxygen, 1.6 atmospheres. I know my son got a treatment for 40 mm. days and he came out of his autism bubble back in two, summer 2019. He's much more aware of it. I'm going back to that treatment later this year. So mm. I'm, I'm with you 100% on that. The other one is stop processed foods, right? Cut out all sodas, all, all juices. Really, you just drink lots of water and, and flavor it with real organic lemon and stuff like that. Make sure your water is uh, distilled. I'm not saying this. I'm just repeating what Dr. Henry Ely and Dr. Edward Group and other doctors are saying. So you have when, when oncolo Yeah, when oncologists don't tell their, their patients the fundamental uh, fact that cancer loves sugar, full stop. It, it, this was proven a long time ago, and yet they just say, we, want, we don't want the person to die, so we're telling them to eat anything that includes sugary and sure. And they, but they won't admit that sugar feeds cancer like nobody's business a lot well, we actually, we actually need salt over sugar we can survive with no sugar but we can't survive with no salt we need salt in our bodies and people salt's very, salt's very important um but the cancer cell itself is is the way it's got a lot of insulin receptors which tells yeah. you it's it's set up as a sugar eating machine wow. and this has been proven by Otto Warburg long time ago that's why they use the pet the pet scan the pet scan they attach a sugar molecule to a radioisotope and the sugar goes right to the cancer cell its uptake is faster that's how why they know you have cancer because it's attached to a sugar molecule and why the doctors keep going no that's not correct i'm like just again, cha changing your diet staying off off crap american food literally yeah. yeah, can actually prevent you from getting cancer. I mean, that, sh that should be the obvious to anybody. That's number yeah. one. Exercise will help your oxygen, right? Stop right. smoking. If you're a smoker, that, that'll help your oxygen. And yeah, and maybe go get a, a HBOT treatment if you're over 60. You know, you should you should actually consider those things because it's not, it's not a bad thing to get 
fresh oxygen pumped in your body once in a while. It really isn't. Right. And, you know, there's other modalities that vitamin C breaks down into oxygen also, and which yep. all the doctors across the board pretty much use high well, dose. That, that's why they don't want the vitamin C injections in the people, because it actually would help them. <laughs> right. Again, if it works, they take it off the market. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's a couple of um, silver bullets I found. Um, Dr. Brzezinski in Houston, Texas. I don't know if you know that name. He's nope. reversing he's reversing brain cancers wow. and he's been at this for a long time as a brilliant doctor and, and medical researcher. And the FDA has been going after him, incurred millions of dollars of fines. They haven't been able to put him in jail. They go after his medical license. They haven't done that. All the doctors I talked to, all the alternative doctors had been persecuted and harassed by their medical yeah. boards. None of them had lost their license, which really spoke to me it's just a persecution. It's just, you know, ha harassment to try and get him to go. This isn't worth it. I'm quitting. It, it's back. It's back to John D Rockefeller's, you know, his, his mantra competition is sin. They, they don't want truth telling no. doctors out there. That, that's that simple. That's competition, Correct. right? Healthy patients is competition to chronic sick ones. Correct. And they'll do anything. It's just, you know, when I heard these stories, it just, I think my my film is it's a monster. It's a, it's an epic um, four hour and forty five minute film. But I took everything that Ty Bollinger did on the the truth yeah. about cancer. Little Ty and the, yeah, his wife Charlene. Yeah, and I I took it and I boiled it down into one film, but added a whole bunch of other stuff that I found. I I put the medical literature right in there. My friends that are conventional medicine minded. Um, they've all said, Megan, you've convinced me. I'm looking at alternatives. <laughs> so, and, I, and, and you can find it to the audience. You can find a new standard of care movie, four hours and 48 minutes. You can find it literally on YouTube. It's out there for free right now. It's for free until they take me down. Um, so if you, but always go to my website, a new standard of care.com and whatever platform I have it on at the time, <laughs> I may have to eventually charge for it, but, um, right now I'm just putting out their you know, free for everybody, go gobble it up. And so, so what, so you knew a lot about cancer going in, but what did you learn interviewing these different doctors and scientists? I actually don't think I did know a lot about cancer. Um, I didn't understand that it it's a dysfunction of the mitochondria, yep. which is why um, conventional doctors are getting it wrong. They're looking at the DNA. So they do the cytotoxic just kill the whole cell, <laughs> you know, kill the whole cancer cell, but also kill all these good cells around it. You know, that's why chemotherapy doesn't work. It's just kill on everything, including the patients sometimes. Sort of like Agent Orange, which was not, not, a, not, a, not a good uh, herbicide, was it? Right, right. So the mitochondria, when it dysfunctions, the you know, cancer cells like anaerobic, it prefers anaerobic. It can live without oxygen and regular cells like oxygen. So that's another reason you want to starve the cancer of uh, or flood it with oxygen. Um, so anyway, it's the mitochondria. That was one of the big things I realized. It's it's uh, conventional is looking at the wrong, they're looking at the wrong way to, to reverse cancers. That's why they're not successful. Immunotherapy is not going to work because it's just like one part, they fix one part of the immune system and then the cancer cell mutates. It's smart, you know, so it mutates around that one fix and then it comes back. So they're not curing the, the, um, solid tumors the blood tumors they've been able to reverse some with with chemo but they until they figured this out i mean they know it's they it's their favorite word remission and it always comes back on most people that i know right yeah 
No, eventually, unless you get, they caught it early and they were able to excise it with a scalpel. Unfortunately, it's probably going to come back. Now there is, if there's a caveat, if you take care of yourself, if you take care of yourself and do all the things that we've been talking about, clean up your water, air, food, and detox your body and stay on it. And as much as you can get the stress out of your life, because stress alone will cause you to get cancer from the cortisol and cortisol. That, just... that is, that's actually correct. You, you got to be in a great state of mind. You got to learn to let go of stress, not take anger with you from one day to the next. You really have to compartmentalize your emotions, mm -hmm. be mature about it. You, 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 seeking revenge is very toxic, right? It you, is. It's having difficult. that stupid mindset, you, you know, or being jealous, like insanely jealous. That is also a sin. Mm -hmm. And it's all, and it's also very toxic is you don't want any of these emotions. Yeah. You get, get mad. Good. Get, get out of your system. Little squall. That should be the end of it. You move, you move on in life. If you're attached to these things or you take stress from one day to the next, you, you are setting yourself up for cancer and other health issues. Yeah. The other thing that's interesting is grieving. If you don't get over your grief of someone in your once a loved one dies, you need yes. to move through that grief. If you, if you harbor it, that can also, I mean, Tony Amenas down in Mexico explained that he had this woman, her breast cancer, he couldn't get her breast cancer to release. He'd done everything. And finally he talked to her and she'd been so abused through her life. She let go of it when he talked her through it. And her, he said her breast tumor just melted away within two weeks. And that was a very, he tells the story in my film. It's just, it's I, an amazing I, 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 that's an amazing story, but I could see that. You know, a lot, a lot of people have been abused in childhood, and they carry it with them. Uh, MK Ultra Survivor. I had uh, Kath, Kathy O'Brien on, on my sh uh, show twice in the last uh, few weeks, and she talked about it. And she mm -hmm. says repressed memories come back when they're thirty. So for people like her, which was sexually tortured and stuff as as a five or six year old, you know, and then your your brain has a way of of burying burying those horrific nightmares so they don't stay with you the rest of your life. But then on someone like her to come back and then she has to deal with it. So again, it's like you 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 cannot stay angry. And she's not. She's she's definitely living, you know, into her looks like 70s. And she she's an amazing woman. Mm, wow. There's also dentistry. Do you know about dentistry and cancers? Have you heard about this? Now let's talk about that. I do not know about that. I was, um, I was at the dentist yesterday. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize, I mean, this is a complicated subject, so I'm just gonna tell you as much as I know about it. Sure. But these doctors were all, there was a doctor over in Switzerland that I interviewed and he said 95% of his breast cancer patients had a bad tooth that correlated to the same side of the breast, 95%. And once you got rid of the toxins in the tooth, either yeah. if it's a bad root canal, rip the tooth out. Unfortunately, that's what you have to do because you need it to heal underneath that the breast cancer would melt away. Yeah. And bacteria, so, bacteria in, in bacterium. teeth. Yep. Yeah. They close it. They do a root canal, close it up. And if the, there's bacterium in there, it'll just keep replicating and it gets into your bloodstream and it goes down into your lymphatics, right into your breast. So I thought that was, I was like, wow. <laughs> um, so bio, bio dentistry of finding a good bio dentist is really important for people in general, chronic diseases. I mean, there's a man in my film, Dr. Tom, Thomas Levy, who talks about. I know Thomas, um, I've had him on my show about uh, two months ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he talks about high dose vitamin C, and um, you know, he said he saw all kinds of stuff with these. He worked alongside a dentist. I don't know if he told you that. And they would get rid of it. They'd get rid of the dentistry problem, and boom, the chronic disease would disappear. 
I mean, how telling is that? So that is huge. Take care of your teeth. <laughs> yeah, like I did. Uh, no cavities. I just got a cleaning. Uh, it was all good. But I, you know, I have. Uh, I'm older and stuff, so I I go to get my cleaning four four times a year. Mm -hmm. What I do, just it's just it's super preventative. Make sure nothing like you talk about pops up on me. Right. I do. I do the same thing. I used to have great teeth, by the way, as a sidebar until I had to. I thought I was having a heart attack one day. It turned out I was having a, I would, the Rife machine was sending me into pain down my arm. It was referring pain. So I finally took myself to the hospital. They said, your EKG is fine, but we want to take, hold you overnight. And of course, I'm like, OK, sure. And then they said, now we want to do a stress test with radioisotopes. And I said, low dose? Are they low dose? Oh, yeah, they're low dose. Their head of radiology came. Oh, yeah, low dose, low dose. I had it. All of a sudden, a year later, my teeth went south. Because indeed, the, all that radio, it was high, the highest, one of the highest radiation loads you can get. Wow. And so my rate, my teeth were demineralized and my dentist went, did you have a lot of radiation this year? Your teeth are a mess. I'm like, oh my God, you're kidding me. So uh, yeah, the head of radiology was, was fired within a year. I found out later <laughs> and they, re, re, they, um, they, my $5,000 bill disappeared you know, miraculously. Well, that's, that's good news. They don't, they don't want that kind of publicity going out in the, out in the world. They were afraid it was going to sue them. So anyway, be careful radiation. <laughs> Again. I, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I agree with there, you know, and then we got 5G to worry about, especially if you're in a packed city. So some for other people to think about, you know, there, there are different ways to, to lower it, turn off your Wi-Fi every night. Cause that's mm -hmm. another form of radiation. That's the invisible enemy in a way. Uh, we got about four minutes left. Let's talk about three point three three reasons to go watch Boobs Doc. We'll start with that, and then we'll go to the other movie. Three reasons for the audience to go watch it. Go ahead. Um, you'll learn about how the, it's not low dose radiation. You'll learn about mammograms are bad, and ultrasound and thermography are good. And you'll also learn about where to find a decent thermographer. So because it's not a regulated um, industry right now. Well, that that's actually good. So FDA overlooked it. I, I like that. How about uh, the next movie? Three reasons, two or three reasons to go see a new standard of care. You'll find out what we're doing, the truth about what we're doing to for standard of care today for cancer therapies. You'll find out um, all about the alternative doctors, the ones that I traveled all over the world looking for, and you'll hear patient stories. And then the third act, you will find out about why they're not being used, which is what my friends were always asking me. <laughs> they said I was full of it. And I said, well, I'm going to put it in my film and you tell me who's full of it. <laughs> I'm full of it. Oh, right. Because <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a generalist. I'm a Swiss Army nice of information. What does that mean? It means I know where to find specialists who actually know their domain. I don't know their domains, but I know how to ask questions to dive into domains. So I'm bringing all kinds of different scientists on my show. Right. Yeah, I really haven't even dove deep into autism on my show because, you know what, there's so many other problems out there right now. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of all kind of related to vaccines. Autism is definitely vaccine driven. Right. Mm -hmm. we got soft tissue cancer vaccine driven. We're now seeing thanks, thanks to COVID bioweapons, mRNA tech. It's a kill shot. It's a clot shot. It's a turbo cancer shot. It's a myocarditis, pericarditis shot. But and it's an autoimmune disease as well. But you know what, Megan? This will blow your mind. Six weeks before FDA approved for EU, EUA only, right, the Pfizer bioweapon in December of 2020, 
back in on Halloween of October 2020, there was a meeting. It was actually on the 20th of October, and the meeting was cyber. And there was, uh, you know, based on the clinical data information, they, they rushed these trials. There were like 20 or 30 slides, but in slide 16, it listed like 30 some adverse events. Number one was death. Death. They didn't hide it. Pericarditis, myocarditis, all there on a slide. It was buried, of course, on the FDA's website. And despite knowing all of this, they went and proved it. So you, 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 if anyone's criminalist, is the CDC, FDA, NIH. All of them are criminal. HHS, criminal. DOD that sent the biolabs overseas, criminal. All of them, in my opinion. Yeah, they also knew that the cancer rate was going to go exponential. How did they know that before COVID hit? <laughs> they knew that years ago. Oh, they knew that years ago. And then they knew the acute cancers were also listed in, on, what, on slide 16, autoimmune disease, everything was there. So basically, autoimmune disease is sort of like another another name for vaccine AIDS, where it destroys your immune system. And you 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 get something that your immune system just goes goes wacky off the charts. And I know, I know several parents of autistic kids who also have autoimmune disease. It's, 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 you know, this disorder is horrible. Mm -hmm. It sure is. Wow. So do you have a plan for a third movie? Any, any, any thoughts there? I was thinking about doing one on Lyme disease, but I'm, I, I'm right now. I just want to promote this one and see if my energy, I'm getting old. <laughs> I'm trying, I want to see if my, yeah, I want, I just want to promote this one, my two films right now. <laughs> Understood. Well, it's great to have you on, Megan. I really appreciate your time. Appreciate your insights. These movies are great. You can you can find them on our website. There's boobsdoc.com is one website. The other one is newstandardclear.com. <laughs> great. Go find them there, everyone. Thank you very much, Megan. Look look forward to uh, your new work and promoting these films. Thank you. Thank you, James. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Stay well. Everyone, Thanks. I'll see you tomorrow on Beyond the Bible. Have a great evening. Mm -hmm.